Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Sharp Dog Sports Locker Room Talk here. You know where you can find us on Buzzsprout. We're sponsored by everybody. It'd take too long to go through all of our sponsors, so we'll just leave you with that. Anything you buy, pretty much we're sponsored by. Um, Colt, you been looking at the board today? Been watching the board today, any? I've been watching the board a little too much today. Uh, you know, on Saturday, I got to got to enjoy a thrilling win over uh, UNC over Duke, ruining my my Shostakovsky, Shostakovsky, hose nose, as we like to call him, uh, <laughs> last win at Cameron. And as you can see behind me, we had Big Bird and all the rest of the Duke uh, the Duke student section just crying. Uh, unfortunately for me. Um, I feel like I'm a part of that section right right now, like literally as we speak, because the problem with conference tournaments is games start at noon uh, typically, which obviously lets you get a little daytime action in. And I had just a nice, safe, easy winner, just Wake Forest, just to win the game, just playing Boston College. Just Why, not? 13, Why not? The 13 seed. I mean, just, to, hey, I'm trying to pay for dinner tonight. Just a little free dinner. Just a little free dinner on Wake minus – well, actually, I even got it a second half, so I got it even cheaper. Thank the Lord. Minus 400. They lost. Newsflash, they lost. So here I am. This is me cropping myself into this picture. I just don't have my uh, my Kermit the Frog onesie on while I'm crying over here. But uh, I certainly don't feel good. Certainly don't feel good. But, yeah, I've been looking at the board for sure a little too much. We've got a few games tonight. I think we'll get us back in the positive. Love to have one day after one day. Yeah. I mean, mm, 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 mm. I mean, a damn man can't even take a can't even take his girl out for dinner anymore and try to get Wake Forest to pay for him. I mean, just brutal. Obviously, I was driving, but we've been looking at the board a little bit today, and we talked about it maybe being a dog day just because yesterday was just full of favorites that just kept covering, kept winning, um, starting off by the biggest dog of Syracuse. I mean. Buddy, Buddy Bayheim in March. Uh, you've already seen the memes come out of this guy looking like Captain America after he comes out of the, uh, you know, whatever that capsule is that they put him in. I mean, that's uh, pretty fitting. I mean, he is a March, uh, he is a March king. So, and yep. uh, t- today was no different. But you know, at, speaking of these conference tournaments and stuff, I you know I want to touch and get your opinion on uh, Bellarmine. And these folks, you know, playing their damn heart out. I mean, these guys, first off, it's a court full of white guys. So, you know, yeah. they've already got my interest, which then <laughs> dove into the, you know, they're ineligible to go to the tournament because they're still in transitioning from 2020 going from D2 to D1. I mean, what kind of damn clerical work has taken two years to get done and then depriving these boys – of where they should be in the national term. I mean, yeah, I mean, it really is tough because I mean, what the, they took down, uh, they took down your flames of liberty, didn't they? Took they took down your town favorite. And honestly, I'm thankful for that because I get tired of listening to you talk about liberty basketball, um, how good well, liberty is in basketball. You know what? Now you get to talk about what I think about how good liberty baseball is after beating Carolina the other day, one nothing. So, or two yeah. to one. Was it two to one? I don't know. I actually didn't see that because um, over the weekend, again, you know, we uh, piggybacking on the Carolina victory in basketball. I also went and then I went and watched them play baseball against Coastal. Clean sweep, clean sweep, all three games. 
all three games hit the under. So typically not what you want to do, go to a game at the under, but at some point in time, you got to, uh, you got to follow the, the trends, but not surprising. They lost to Liberty midweek. I mean, honestly, that's, I mean, that's just let down to the, <laughs> I mean, it's just, that's just a letdown game. Quite frankly, you know, you go and you beat a, a recent college sure. world series champion and you go play the, the meek flames of Liberty uh, out of Lynchburg, Virginia. And you're just like, Hey, you know what? Who cares boys? Let's, Let's make they made the Liberty teams year, honestly. And at some point in time, you got to wonder when divine intervention gets involved, when Liberty games are there, and they're like, well, maybe God wanted them to have one big win this season. And Carolina was kind of the ones that were chosen to give that to them. So I'm not reading too much into that. I feel like they kind of owed it to them a little bit, but I'm not expecting big things out of out of Liberty baseball, unfortunately. But the heels, baby, the diamond heels are back. Well, I, I'm going to. I'm going to respectfully decline everything you just said, but let's just let bygones be bygones and just eventually maybe one day about when they start to turn the tides and start hitting the over about every game, maybe we'll just one day wake up and just say, you know what, give me Carolina baseball unders until they prove me wrong. I I mean, what what was the over under in that Liberty game? One. I mean, hell, they only scored three. Nobody would give it. I mean, I couldn't get it anywhere, so I don't know what the over-under was. Um, I'm just saying. I couldn't, I couldn't see it. Trust me, I certainly looked because I do plan on betting Carolina unders because let me tell you, they got young hitters on that squad. There's one guy starting on that team that's that's even older than a sophomore, and I got to tell you, it's like a bunch of punching Judys up there just trying to get the ball out of the infield. They got one or two guys that I think can drive the ball in the gas, take it out of the park, but – it's going to be a lot of base hits. It's going to be a lot of small ball, and it ain't going to be a lot of runs. So there's um, value. I, I guess what we're getting at there's value to have there on those terrible uh, Tar Heels is what you're telling me, right? No, it's a great. What we're, the value <laughs> is the great pitching staff that limits oh, that's the opposing hitters. So Carolina's not going to score a lot, but they're also going to limit the opposing team. I think you yeah, you just missed the second bullet point there. That's what it was. Okay, yeah, I missed that. I see it right here on my sheet now. Um, but anyways, you know, hate it for Bellarmine. Played their tails off. I mean, Liberty's no slouch. I mean, they're not, you know, Gonzaga, but they're I mean, it's you know, it's not like they played Woodfull Community College over here down the street either. So, um, hey. you know. <clears throat> I, I, not to get back on this course one time, but it's just, just for our followers, just for our followers, I just want to talk just a brief moment about disrespect of what I saw at the Carolina baseball game because this was just – it's just downright disrespectful, honestly. You know, college game, Friday, Friday starters. You got some college scouts there. Everybody's behind the dish with their radar gun watching these pitchers. Boom, 91. Boom, 91. And, of course, the guy starting for Carolina is a lefty. So, if a lefty throws 91, everybody's on their knees acting like he's throwing 95. But, you know, this lefty, not great. Lefty comes out of game, tight ball game, one-run game. Actually, Carolina's down by one. You got both closers getting ready to come in the game. All the scouts pack their bags up, leave. Leave the park. Don't even watch the closers throw. Arguably probably the third, fourth, fifth best pitcher on both those teams not a bit of interest. So, if you if you ever get to, if we ever get baseball live lines to the point that we get them in football and basketball, I'll go ahead and make my bold prediction of 2022 that Carolina is going to have their fair share of blown saves. Or those scouts don't know what they're talking about. But I'll put I'll put my money in the scouts right now. 
Yeah, well, far be it from us to not think they know how to do their own job. So we'll just assume <laughs> that if they give us, if if our bookie dares gives us a live line on Carolina, we'll just trust the experts. Yeah, late inning overs, late inning other team money lines. Scouts don't <laughs> watch it, neither do I. Late inning other team overs and late inning live lines. Regardless first. of who they're playing. I mean, Regardless honestly. Regardless of who they're playing, literally. And if you're leaving because you were excited about seeing that lefty that was on the bump that day, that's all I got to say. Anyways, you know, we'll pick it back up. We'll stay with baseball. You know, obviously it's big talk and everybody's just demanding right now, Colt, to have baseball back by April 15th. There's just no way. There's have to no have way. it back. We have to have it back. I mean, we have to literally – it's like – it's kind of like the pandemic, right? Everybody had plans for the pandemic. Pandemic ruins it. I'm finally going to be in Phoenix during spring training. Something had to go awry to cancel all spring training. So I get it. I'm going to miss spring training on the company dime. Understood. <laughs> honestly, honestly, Understood. I remember you telling me this a year ago. You're like, oh, my God, I'll be for the first time. I'll be in Phoenix for spring training. Like this is going to be twice. This oh. is two times this has oh, okay. happened now. The pandemic time number one. Lockout time number two. I just can't see spring training. I mean, there's like 15 parks all within a five-mile radius of Phoenix. I'm there, corporate flight out there, free money, free place to stay, just baseball central for me, just waiting for me to go out there early Friday, watch games Friday, Saturday, Sunday, go out after dinners and work events, go watch the night games. Nope, can't do it. So one day, one day I'm going to make it out there. I'm going to see it. But certainly not going to be a convenient trip. It's going to be one where I have to, you know, pay for it myself and probably miss my firstborn child's birth. And, yeah. Um, my, but I will yeah. see it. Well, yeah. Well, I may, I may be living that and, and let you know that you may be missing something or not missing something. So maybe it's not even that important if you miss your unborn child, you know, the first delivery or anything. Uh, but – April 15th, the significance behind that cold Jackie Robinson day. I just, you know, I'd, I'd love to see it. We'd all love to see it. I just don't know how you – I don't know how we bridge that gap in a month. I mean, I, I mean, unless they just want to start putting the four, number 42 jersey and all the college players, uh, that's the only way you're going you're gonna to see Jackie Robinson day in full effect. So. Yeah, I um... – it's quite frankly, it's just it's just disappointing. I don't know. I don't know who gives who gives first. I know players are losing a lot of money. I know owners are losing them a lot of money. Um, but I know we're losing the opportunity to bet minus three hundred money lines. Yeah, I mean, so, why won't they give us the Astros minus three fifty money lines so we can lose them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, if I if I can't bet on Max Scherzer's first start with the Mets, um. What's the point of even having games? So, yeah. Um, well, anyways, and maybe maybe that's why the scouts left so damn early. Maybe they just they were like, "Hey, boys, call it in. We're not playing for the next two months anyway." So, um, right. We don't have room on our squads to draft these people anyway. That's right. That's right. Um, and you know, I've got my hair back and tied and looking tight. Got my flow in the back. I'm I'm supporting your boy Rogers here. Um, man, at 38 years old, catching a four year deal. I mean, if it's not Tom Brady, I don't know who is. I mean, the guy looks suave. I mean, he was a great host on Jeopardy. He throws a great spiral. Honestly, he was with a pretty hot 
girl before he decided, hey, I'm going to choose to think that that engagement fell apart because Aaron Rodgers said, you know what? I don't have time for this anymore. I'm going to win a Super Bowl. Well, either that or maybe we just will come to the fact that he's just a weirdo. And so am I. I'm also a weirdo. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm just saying that that guy, um, he's rocking to a different beat. Um, I'm already there though, so that can't be it for me because I'm I'm already there. He's weird, uh, but you gotta love weird, you know. I mean, you gotta love weird. So, so you like to bring back, obviously, uh, you know, just how they drew it up. They signed him. They franchise tag at Adams. Um, I don't know what they're gonna do with the with the brothers on the defensive line. I, you know, I think somebody put it perfect this morning when I was listening. Hey, Rogers, listen, buddy, we're gonna give you whatever money you want. You name it. But whatever you decide to take, we're going to have to take away from somebody else. So, are you willing to keep everybody and talk through that, or you know, I don't know what that justifies. I know, I know the two brothers on the defensive line was a discussion this morning of how how they're going to try to retain those guys. But seems like you got the two guys you wanted back. So we'll just start. Yeah, I mean, as a fan, you know, obviously it reminds me a little bit back of the 2019, 20, 2020 days, even you know where. Great prolific, prolific offense, pathetic defense, and, and, you know, as much as I hate to say it, defense does win championships. So it was certainly a big piece to get him back. I think it at least keeps us in conversation. But we're going to have to – we're going to have to be bargain shopping harder than you were at the Goodwill back in your college days if we're going to have a chance to do it. You know, it's like <laughs> just because the price tag's low doesn't mean there's not some quality stuff in there. Every once in a while you stumble upon a Peter Millar, we're going to really need our executives to go out there find the right people and, uh, and get, get us some defensive help at a, at a cheap dime at that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're at a bad place when you're in there trying to talk to a volunteer about trying to pull down the price on this t-shirt you found in the back for like $2. That's a bad place to be. Um, kind of like the guy, I love these memes where he goes in, he's like, Hey, how you doing? I'll take five on the tank, $25 in scratch offs, case of Bud Light. And they're like, you know, only $5 a diesel. What are you trying to do? Just get to the next pump? He's like, no, I can make it to the house. If I put any more, I can't buy Bud Light. So that's kind of how I shop. You know, if I bought two T-shirts, I couldn't buy the Keystone for $16 at 18-pack, you know, the good old days. But uh, anyways, and I, you know, I think these goes without saying, but I'll get your opinion on these really quick. These, you know, we're kind of outsiders looking in. What do you think about Russ going to Denver? Uh, I don't think it's a I, I don't think it's a bad move. I think it gives them a little bit of hope, but I feel like um, I feel like they just they just got Dak. You know what I mean? I mean it's a guy that's kind of there, but not kind of there. I think it's a good move for Denver. I just don't understand why Russ would want to do it. I mean, I get he wasn't really thrilled in Seattle, but I can assure you that Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are no. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. To me, he just That's now true. granted the offensive line at NC Seattle. I mean, it sucked. I mean, let's be honest. Offensive line was brutal. So he'll get a he'll get a slight upgrade there. But you know, he lost his tight end. No offense. T- they traded away the best, the most dependent receiver they had on that team. So I know what, um, I know what, it's uh, I, it's questionable. I think, for me I'm not sure who won that. Uh, I'm not sure who won that trade, TBD, but I know who did lose a trade today, and that's uh, that's Washington, the Washington Commanders. I mean, these guys. Uh, I mean, they, I'm just going. They should have been called the Washington Grave Diggers, the way they're digging ditches and, and graves for themselves. I mean, what are? <laughs> I mean, this guy sucks, dude. Um, 
best running back in the league last year. I mean, a ground game that was Super Bowl worthy. I mean, the ground game in Indianapolis is Super Bowl worthy. Don't get me wrong. Jonathan Taylor, great. You put Marlon Mack back there, great. You put Naheem Hines back there, great. If you ever had a run game, they had a run game, and he still couldn't get it done. How is that an appealing addition to your football team? I personally would rather have Tyler Heineke. And as a Cowboys fan, I'm curious, are you less intimidated of the Washington Commanders before or after the trade? I mean, I'm not intimidated by them at all. I, I'm I'm in, I'm interested in in how um, this Giants thing shakes out. I you know, with how they're trying to get Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, you know, I don't I don't hate that guy. I don't love that guy, but I think he's. I'm, I in my opinion, I'd rather have them him than Carson Wentz. You know, um, yeah. yeah, but yeah, I you know. TBD, uh, Cowboys, underwhelming as usual. You know, they did franchise tag Dalton Schultz. I do like that guy. I feel like at times he runs routes slower than Jason Witten. I really didn't think that was even possible. Um, but maybe it's just how they teach those guys just to run to a spot and open up like a damn seven-foot-two center. If you want to watch a Cowboys route from a tight end, just watch Purdue in the Big Ten and watch that – a name or whatever you call that guy, seven foot, a million, and all he does is get under the basket, post up, and he just catches it like this. That's a that's a Dallas tight end. Dependable, slow, uh, holds every play, you know, pretty much exactly what you want. I did see, and I don't know what this does for us, I did see where they reworked Dak and Zach Martin's deal and opened up about $22 million in cap space. Um I hope like it means they're keeping Coop. Coop. I, I guess. Coop. <laughs> I guess that would be good for you. <clears throat> good for me, maybe too. I don't. I don't know. That guy's still <clears throat> the most dependable receiver on that team. Overpaid, yes. Important piece of the puzzle, absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I don't think CD Lamb is is CD Lamb without him. So, yep, <clears throat> I agree. Um, that covers all of our topics, man. And, it, and then just one more. We talked about it earlier. I mean, if you – and I think it's too late, you know, bad timing for doing this. But if you didn't take AC – you know, Duke to win the ACC, um, maybe you got better drugs than we have. Um, but uh, we did sprinkle that a little bit in Colt tonight. Uh, you know, I'm going to try to – I'm going to try to dig us out of this hole. And you've looked at it, and I think maybe I've talked you into this, but uh, – those chokies, those chokies got to cough up dinner and start being hokies again at some point. I mean, you're right. As much as I hate listening to you talk about Virginia Tech, and I would love for them to lose this game, I think Syracuse really gave me the kick in the rear end that I needed to properly look at this game, right? We have two basketball teams. They're going to shoot on the same 10-foot goal with the same size basketball, and there's just going to be one team out there that is far superior to the other. And, um, you know, Tech's yeah, man. way down I mean, the level just, there. Th- th- this kid, number one, I'm going to find this kid. He's in the starting lineup, okay? And, oh, man, where is he? Daniel Nossi for something. Nossef. He is bigger than I thought he was. Dang, he's six foot seven. Maybe that's not him. But, anyways, they've got a kid walk on. Threw him into the lineup. I, I mean, 
He doesn't score. Clint, let's put it this way. Clemson has three guys that can't score. They've got two guys that can. P.J. Hall, I believe his name is. Yeah, six foot ten. He's a sophomore. He's young, uh, but he's talented. I Mutz and Aluma, Azuma, Aluma. I think it's Aluma. Those two guys play well with him. They're very active. They're conditioned. They're going to play the whole game. If they can just stay out of foul trouble and let the shooter shoot and just rebound the ball, minus five should be as easy as me taking a step-by-step down the steps when I when I walk out of this room. I mean, it just – I've seen you do that a few times recently, and I honestly, I hope it's easier than that because I've yeah, seen well, those knees. I've seen the extra weight that you're carrying these days. And honestly, good if that's the comparison we're giving our followers, I may not be on it. But I think it's even easier than that. I think it's I think it's more like it's as easy as you sitting on your couch eating jalapeno Cheetos watching The Office. I think That's I would easy. prefer it to be as easy as something that doesn't involve you moving. That's easy. That's easy. That's easily done. And I like that analogy better. Um, but, I mean, you heard it here first. I mean, we're, we like the Hokies minus five. They had them – I mean, they literally just played this game last week. Uh, you know, I got to feel like um, there was some – there's, you know, some unnecessary pressure there on Virginia Tech that, that you know, and still they about closed the game out, but they just couldn't quite finish. I think they finish yeah. early, and I think they finish often. I think we uh, – I think we're back at the window trying to figure out what else we can put money on at halftime of well, this game. So. And you know that Jim – Jim hates Lenardi. Jim Jim hates Joe Lenardi. Let's just put it that way. How this right. how this guy, unintelligent, uneducated, unqualified person gets to determine the whole bracket basically for the world, that doesn't that doesn't sit well with Jim. And as much as I've talked about the Hokies and their season being done after that loss to Clemson, I did see that in his revised bracket. He had the Hokies as the first four out. So although I, earlier today I said, Tyler, the Hokies season is done after tonight. They will win this game by five and they will be done. The first four out, Wake last four in. Wake loses to BC. Then you get the win over Clemson. Stars start to align. VT could only be, you know, one win away, just making it up there to that next game against Notre Dame. They may have even win that game against Notre Dame. They may just seem to win one game. That's and that's exactly the tournament. That's which, exactly. I was sitting here trying to figure out. We got Notre Dame next, so beat Clemson. No. Beat Clemson. If you beat Notre Dame, stars align. Oh, you think they lose to Notre Dame? Oh, okay. Well. The hell. I'm saying uh, that I think that the win today, a win today could be enough. Wake loss, Virginia Tech win, get some help, make sure all your your mid-majors have the number one seed winning the tournament. You get in. Uh, I think there's a chance if they just win today. And I think they got to be sitting there in that locker room ready to avenge their loss um, and just get out there and give them help. Well, I know if Jackson State can take the place of Bellarmine and make it in the tournament, the damn Hokies can't. Um after beating Clemson and possibly having a shot to beat Notre Dame, then call me Sally. But anyways, Sharp Dog Sports, Locker Room Talk, appreciate having you guys today. Hopefully we uh, spoke the gospel. Uh, TBD, a lot of pressure on Rodgers next year, Colt, but I think he's always had the pressure, so 
probably looks like a solid 13 and two season and a loss to San Francisco 49ers in the NFC championship. No pressure, no diamonds. Unfortunately, <laughs> our coal just hadn't turned into diamonds yet. And uh, just go ahead and get that, uh, get that Metallica playing in the background. We got a, got a whole hour. Let's jump, baby. Let's eat. Uh, 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 uh